Welcome to the Lessons for Living television program. My name is Bill Santos. Thank you so much for watching. Perhaps the most powerful and poisonous of all human emotions is the emotion of guilt. I mean, guilt can make a person afraid of their own shadow. You know, there's an interesting story told of the time when Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, now he was the English writer who created the character Sherlock Holmes. So he decides that he's going to play a practical joke on 12 of his best friends. He sends each of them a telegram that read, Flee at once, all is discovered. Within 24 hours, all 12 had fled the country. See, the worst trip you will ever take is a guilt trip. It's a trip that will take you farther than you want to go, keep you longer than you want to stay, charge you more than you want to pay. Carl Menninger, the famous psychiatrist, once said that if he could convince the patients in his psychiatric hospitals that their sins had been forgiven, 75% of them would walk out the next day. Now, if you're old enough to understand the difference between right and wrong, and you have a conscience that's healthy and normal, well, then at some time or another, you've been haunted by the ghost of guilt. Guilt is excruciating. It's suffocating. It's debilitating. Gary Gilmore he was the first person executed in Utah, 1977. He was executed for the murder of two people. Just before his execution, he wrote these words to his girlfriend. It seems that I know evil more intimately than I know goodness. And that's not a good thing either. I want to get even, to be made even, whole, my debts paid, whatever it may take. To have no blemish, no reason to feel guilt or fear. I'd like to stand in the sight of God to know that I'm just and right and clean. You see, when you're this way, you know it. And when you're not, you know that too. The 32nd Psalm is an x-ray of a guilty conscience. David had sinned, and he had sinned seriously. His was a horrible, hateful, hellish, heinous sin. He had committed adultery with another man's wife. Then, after having discovered that she was pregnant, he had her husband murdered to hide what he had done. But that gnawing pain of guilt had been eating away at his soul like an emotional cancer. David felt guilty well, because he was guilty. But David was able to overcome his guilt. And the same way that he didn't, did then is the same way that you and I can do now. But we have to follow the same steps that David followed if we're going to have a clear conscience. What are those steps? Let's look at them. Step number one. Admit your fault. 
You see, David's problems all began, as he candidly admits, in the 32nd Psalm, verse 3, when he says, When I kept silent. You see, when we sin, there is a natural tendency that all of us are born with to cover up that sin. There's a natural tendency to sweep that sin under the rug. You see, when we sin, we'll analyze it, then we'll try to rationalize it. We'll say something like, well, everybody's doing it, or, well, this isn't really going to hurt anybody, or if push comes to shove, we'll just blame our problem on something else or someone else. There is no doubt that we are living today in what we would call a no-fault society. You know, we're sometimes like that little boy who got into a fight there on the playground at school with one of his classmates. The teacher saw it. She comes over, breaks it up, and says to the little boy, what's going on here? The little boy says, well, it all started when he hit me back. You see, we will never deal with guilt until we're willing to admit our own fault. Look at what happened to David. Psalm 32, verse 3. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. So what was making David so miserable? It wasn't his sin. It was his silence. David had broken the sin barrier, but he had not broken the sound barrier. He would not admit his fault. So guilt began to deplete his strength. David's sin was his wound, but his silence was the infection. His bones began to ache. His body began to hurt so much that it says that he would just groan all the time. You see, guilt, well, it can show up in so many ways, even in our physical bodies. It can show up in insomnia, you know, being unable to sleep. It can show up in a loss of appetite, you know, being unable to eat. It can show up in a migraine headache or an ulcerated stomach. But David, he goes on to say in verse 4, you know, the first part of the verse, for day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. You see, it's kind of interesting because David was miserable because God wanted him to be miserable. You see, when a person who knows God is out of fellowship with God, they won't be happy and cannot be happy because God's not going to let them be happy. A Christian out of fellowship with God is like a bone out of joint or an, an abscess tooth a broken bone that is not set. And so in the second part of the verse, he goes on to say, my vitality was turned into the drought of summer. You see, when there is dirt in your heart, there will be drought in your soul. The heavens had turned to brass. God had shut off the showers of blessings and David's life had become a literal desert. That is exactly what guilt does to a person. 
You see, there are two kinds of wounds that can come to the human spirit. There is the wound of sorrow and there is the wound of guilt. Sorrow, well, that's a clean wound. You know, with time, sorrow will heal. But guilt, now that's a dirty wound. It will never heal unless it is treated and it is cleansed. You see, the burden of unconfessed sin is guilt. Guilt that will hunt you. Guilt that will hound you. Guilt that will haunt you because you cannot hide your sin from God. You can't hide it from yourself. That's why a poet once wrote, I have to live with myself, and so I want to be fit for myself to know. I want to be as able as the days go by, always to look myself straight in the eye. I don't want to stand with the setting sun and hate myself for the things I've done. I cannot hide myself from me. I see what others may never see. I know what others may never know, that I am just a sham and a show. So whatever happens, I want to be self-respected and conscience-free. If that's what you want, then you must first admit your fault. Second, you must acknowledge your failure. Thank God that guilt is neither a terminal disease nor a permanent condition. You see, the malignant tumor of guilt can be removed. And here's how the process begins. Verse 5, the first part. I acknowledged my sin to you and my iniquity I have not hidden. So David finally comes to the point where he's admitted his sin to God. You will never acknowledge your sin until you have been convicted of your sin. And David had been convicted. But notice something carefully here. <clears throat> David had been convicted by the Spirit of God. Now let me tell you why that is so important. The devil will accuse you of sin. But only the Holy Spirit will convict you of sin. And you're, you say, well, what's the difference? Well, the difference is monumental. Satan will accuse you of sin that God has already forgiven. But the Holy Spirit will convict you of sin that you have never confessed. You see, the Holy Spirit never digs up old dirt. He never digs up trash that has already been buried. You know, in the United States, they have a law. I believe it's based on the Fifth Amendment to the Constitution. It is called the Law of Double Jeopardy. The law says that once a person is found innocent of a certain crime in a certain jurisdiction, they can never again be tried for that, that crime. Well, I guess there is also a spiritual law of double jeopardy. Once the Holy Spirit convicts us of sin and we confess that sin and get forgiveness of that sin, 
the Holy Spirit will never bring up that sin again. You see, David goes on now here in the second part of verse 5. We read, And my iniquity I have not hidden. All of David's pride and pretense had been thrown out the window. He had opened up the files of his life and had let God inspect every nook, every cranny, every folder, every file. There would be no sin harbored. There would be no sin hidden. In other words, David came clean. He let it all hang out. He did not shove one piece of dirty laundry under the bed. He did not sweep one speck of dirt under the rug. Now, if you go back and you study the Gospels, you're going to find something very interesting about the way Jesus dealt with sinners. Not one time did Jesus ever attack a sinner who admitted he was a sinner. He simply would say to them, I forgive you. But with a vengeance, he did attack the self-righteous and those who refused to acknowledge their sin because he knew that until they felt guilty, they could never be forgiven. And so David goes on, verse 5, the last part. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. Now, I want you to understand carefully what the word confess means. It does not merely mean to admit your sin. You see, you can admit your sin, but not really confess your sin. The word confess literally means to agree with. In other words, you not only admit your sin to God, but you would agree with God that it is really a sin. You take God's side against the sin because we are either on sin's side against God or we are on God's side against sin. You know, some time ago, there was this front page headline across the top of the Chicago Tribune and here's what it read. Guilty plea sets inmate free. So the picture that accompanied it shows this former convict embracing his sister, and the article told how a man who had been in jail for eight years cut a deal with the state attorney's office in which the time that he had already served satisfied the sentence, and he was allowed to go free. Did you catch the headline? Listen to it again. Guilty plea sets inmate free. Well, that's exactly what happens to us. When we admit our guilt, well, that's when we're set free from sin. Freedom does not come in a plea of innocence. Freedom, it comes in our admission of guilt. Now, that leads to the third stage of having a clear conscience. Accept forgiveness. David's psalm does not begin with the burden of guilt, but it begins with the blessing of grace. David begins by talking about being blessed, 
And the word blessed, it can be translated, you know, happy. David's happiness had been restored. He was happy internally because he had the peace of God. He was happy externally because he was at peace with God. Then he was happy eternally because his peace would be with God forever. Look what happened to David. First of all, his sin was cleared. 32nd Psalm, verse 1, the first part. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven. The word forgiveness in the Hebrew language literally means to lift a burden off of someone else and carry it away. But isn't that exactly what forgiveness is? It's when the strong hands of a gracious God takes the heavy stone of sin off of your shoulders and carries it away. I don't know if there is a greater, sweeter verse in the Bible than the 103rd Psalm and the 12th verse, where it says, As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. If God empties our trash, he carries it so far away that no one else can even find it. You see, then his sin was covered. For verse 1 says again, whose sin is covered. Not only was David's sin canceled, David's sin was covered. Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 34. Here's what it says. No more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they all shall know me from the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and their sin I will remember no more. You see, when God forgives our sins, he locks them in the vault of his grace and then throws that vault into the sea of his mercy, never to be heard from again. I heard about a man that went to see a doctor one time and he said, Doc, you've got to help me. The doctor said, what's wrong with you? He said, I'm suffering from amnesia. What should I do? The doctor said, go home and forget about it. Well, that's exactly what God does. He forgets. And finally, the psalmist David tells us in the 32nd Psalm that his sin was canceled. Verse 2, blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity. The word here, impute, that word literally means to charge someone else's account. When you confess sin to God, he will never charge that to your account. Your slate is clean. Your slate is clear. Your slate is canceled. But you will still struggle with guilt unless you not only ask for God's forgiveness, but that you accept his forgiveness of that sin. 
Ernest Hemingway, in his short story, The Capital of the World, tells the story of a father and his teenage son who lived in Spain. Their relationship became quite strained, and eventually they separated, and the son ran away from home. Well, the father began to look for his lost, rebellious son. And finally, in desperation, he ran an ad in the Madrid newspaper. It was his last resort. His son's name was Paco, which was a very common name in Spain, much like John, I guess, is here for us in North America. The ad was simple. It just read like this. It said, Dear Paco, meet me in front of the Madrid newspaper office tomorrow at noon. All is forgiven. I love you. The next day at noon, in front of the Madrid newspaper office, there were 800 Pacos seeking forgiveness. You see, you may be a Paco desperately seeking a clearing conscience, desperately wanting to get out from under the heavy hand of guilt. Well, there's an old statement that says, nothing is ever settled until it's settled right, and nothing is ever settled right until it's settled with God. God is ready to settle things with you if you will just come and meet him at the foot of the cross. Surrender your life to your Lord Jesus Christ. Confess your sins. Receive God's forgiveness and the verdict for you for all eternity will be not guilty. Let us pray. Gracious God, loving Heavenly Father, thank you for forgiving us of our sins and remembering our sins no more. Thank you for Jesus, whose blood makes it possible that we be cleansed of all unrighteousness. Father, I pray for those that are listening to me right now that are dealing with this burden of guilt. May they confess, receive, and accept the forgiveness that only you can give. Bless each and every person listening to me right now. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we've come to the time in the program where we have our special offer. You'll know that on each and every broadcast, we have a special gift, a resource, to help you in your spiritual journey. And today, we have the uh, Signs of the Times magazine, a special edition. It is entitled, The Benefits of Belief. And in this magazine, there is an article here called, The Benefits of Forgiveness. I'd love to send you this magazine as a gift. There's no cost whatsoever, no obligation whatsoever on your part. This magazine will arrive in your home postage paid. Would you like to accept our offer? If you would, 
pay attention to the information we're about to give you. To receive today's free offer, you can log on to the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. That's the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. You can also write us at Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. And we would be happy to send the offer out to you. That's Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. If you live in Canada, this offer will be sent out to you free and postage paid. For viewers living outside of Canada, shipping charges will apply. If you wish, you could order this offer by calling our 1-800 number and speaking with one of our volunteers at 1-800-972-0337. 1-800-972-0337. Operators are standing by now. While on our website, you can leave a prayer request, and if impressed to do so, donate to help keep this ministry on the air. Thank you for your support. Well, we've come to the end of another program. Thank you so much for joining us. I know that you have a whole lot of other options on that television screen, but you have chosen to watch us. We really appreciate that. Before we go, a few things I'd like to remind you of. Our website, l4ltv.com. Lots of interesting information on the website. All of our previous programs are on there. There's also a Donate Today tab where you can make a donation to the ministry. We are a charitable organization. That means every dollar you send is eligible for a tax receipt for income tax purposes. Every dollar gets invested right back into the ministry, paying for studio time, air time, the gifts, the postage. Not a penny comes to me or my family in terms of a bonus or any kind of salary. Okay, so I just wanted you to know that. Social media, like our Facebook page, follow me on Twitter at Santos underscore Bill. This program, an audio version of it, will be available within about 20 minutes on our SoundCloud page. Check that out. You can download an audio version, take it with you. You can share it with your friends and family. Check us out on uh, Instagram also, uh, Santos underscore Bill, every morning, 6.30 a.m., Put out a one-minute devotional video. You can see that. Many people tell me that's how they start their day. They start their day with that one-minute devotional video. Let me tell you, there's not a better way to start your day than to focus on things of heaven. So check that out. S subscribe to our YouTube channel and find out every time we post a brand new program to our YouTube channel. Before we go, one other thing. Our overseas humanitarian work under the banner of Mission Now Canada. That's an organization I founded with a couple of friends. We go overseas, we do humanitarian work. We have a website, missionnowcanada.com. Check that out. Find out when we might be going on another mission trip. Maybe you want to sign up and join us, or maybe you want, to, you want to donate to a particular humanitarian effort that we're sponsoring. So check that out, missionnowcanada.com. We are rapidly running out of time. I want to thank you again for joining us. Hey, please help us get the word out of our program. Tell your friends and family to tune in next time. You can find all of the information right there on our website, l4ltv.com. Thank you so much. 
God bless you. We look forward to doing this again next time. We'll see you then.